This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. We are in Lubbock, Texas today, and we're very excited because this afternoon there is a um, kingdom business workshop that will be starting here. And so we have the pleasure of having a couple of the keynote speakers in the studio with us today to share what we're going to be talking about. That's right. Welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast across the United States on iHeartRadio on streaming off of the I Work For Him website so many different times a day. But a shout out out there to all of our stations in Tampa and Jacksonville, Carrollton, Georgia, Jasper, Florida, St. Augustine, and Folkestone, Georgia. We're grateful. Lakeland, Florida. So grateful that all of you are tuning in. Make sure you tell somebody. Connect with us online at Facebook. I work for him on Instagram. I work for him at online at I work the number four him.com. And Martha, if they want to call us and give us some feedback or maybe recommend a show guest that's got an incredible testimony, how do they get a hold of us? So we have a listener line and it's the I work for him listener line and it is 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And they have a minute to leave um, hopefully a clear message so I can get a hold of them if I have questions. But, um, you know, we give away a book every day. Um, sometimes people want, um, maybe missed who the guest was and just has more questions. You can find most of that on our website. But if for any reason you want to talk with us, um, that's a great way to connect and we would love to hear from you. All right, here, here it is. Here's the intro. The kingdom. It was Jesus's big idea. Yet how many of you know what it's all about? Have you heard a sermon about it? Do you realize that Jesus talked way more about the kingdom than about the church? But what is it really? And what does it have to do with our workplaces? Today we're on location, as Martha said, in Lubbock, Texas, at the Kingdom Business Workshop hosted by Kingdom at Work. Kingdomatwork.com. Kingdomatwork.com. You can find out more about Kingdom at Work online at their website, but also about how you can get involved in next October's Kingdom Business Workshop because this one sold out. The one in October, you want to get registered now because they've had a waiting list every time they've held one of these. Kingdomatwork.com, click on the events tab. On today's show, we're going to be talking with two of the keynote speakers for the Kingdom Business Workshop, Jack Taylor and Marcus Murphy. These two men are pouring their lives out into people at the Kingdom Business Workshop and each and every day. And Martha and I want you to hear from their hearts what they're going to talk about at the conference, at this, not a conference, we talked about that yesterday, it's a workshop, we want you to hear all about what they've got to say. Jack Taylor, Marcus Murphy, welcome to iWork for him. Hey, good to be here. We're, we're just grateful that you guys are here. I, I just want to know, let's just, let's just ask this question. Jack, how did you come to be passionate 
about equipping Christ followers to live out their faith in their work. How did, how did God lay that on your heart? Well, I've been at it for 70 years. I've been preaching since I was 14. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know much. I didn't even suspicion very much. <laughs> but I did know that God called me, God had saved me for a purpose. And uh, through the years, began to discover things that the church hadn't told me. Mm-hmm. And I was grown up and went to school. I uh, thought, well, they'll teach me there what the Christian life is all about. I uh, knew the terms of the gospel. I, I could uh, lead people to a knowledge of Jesus and conversion. But I hadn't discovered a lot of things I wish I'd known from the start. And mm-hmm. one of them was that Jesus Christ was alive on the planet and in me, living, wanting all of me through which to express himself. And that involved the Holy Spirit. It took me a long time to get over my uh, fear, my pneumophobia, my fear of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I learned he wasn't going to hurt you. And I learned to trust him and weepingly allowed him to do his work in me. Mm. It set off revival in the church. In the process of all of this, I said, I lack the sense of consummation, of of the integrating of everything. And I'm like uh, uh, my favorite author on the kingdom, Stanley Jones. He said one day, uh, he saw him, Self in a mirror, and he began to talk to himself, and he said, Stanley Jones, you're a happy man. Now tell me why you're so happy. And uh, he answered himself in the mirror and said, I'll tell you why. I was walking in a field one day, tripped over something, reached down and picked it up and found the treasure in the field. I found the kingdom of God, and I've been hugging myself ever since. Mm, I love that, Dr. Jack Taylor. We've got lots more coming from him. Marcus Murphy's also in the studio with us today. Marcus Murphy, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Appreciate you that. you got a here. doctor in front of your name, too? Uh, well, wow, whatever. Guys, <laughs> whatever. We are way outclassed in the studio today. I, I should, I, you know, I bet I can, no, no, I'm never going to get a doctorate. Okay. Marcus, your story, tell us about your story. How did you come to be passionate about working alongside Christ followers in their workplace? Because you put it into action every week here at Beaton Bow Homes. How did God, but you're a pastor of a church as well. I didn't mean to say, but you are as well yeah. a pastor of a church. And so what, what does that look like? How did you come to know that your job as pastor was to be equipping people for the 95% of their lives that's outside of the four walls of the church? Well, I was reared in a Christian home, uh, blessed by that, and very faithful parents uh, did the church thing uh, in our tradition, the Baptist tradition. I'm not about being Baptist, but that's where the Lord has me. Sure. Everybody has some context, and that's mine. Um, I really did not want to go into the pastorate at all, and I wrestled with it a lot. I just didn't think that's what I was equipped to do, wanted to do. But the Lord had different ideas. And uh, my first five years, this is my 25th year, my first five years were com- tremendous struggle uh, because I, other than the gospel of salvation in Christ, uh, institutional loyalty and behavior management, which is what it all amounted to, I thought there's something missing here. And I kept praying about it and uh, really had a despair almost thinking, mm-hmm. you know, people really didn't have an interest in what we were doing and I couldn't blame them because I didn't either. <laughs> and uh, but I had to be there because I was paid to be and expected to be. And I know that sounds a little uh, dubious, but 
in reality, that's what it was, what was happening in me. And I thought, Lord, there just there has to be something more. There's something we're missing. And that's really when he began to say, okay, Marcus, I'm going to, I'm going to start showing you and let's, let's look at the scriptures together. And, uh, particularly with the gospel of Mark, uh, I've never studied a uh, book in the Bible more deeply than that. And verse by verse, word by word, uh, spent a lot of time in it. And, uh, he just began to show me kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. And uh, I said, well, Lord, what does that mean? And he said, well, I'm going to show you. If you'll walk with me, I'll show you. And uh, so it's been a process of understanding uh, from that point that there's no such thing as a secular world. Uh, It's a word I don't use. Uh, I'm emphatic about it. I'm not uptight when people say it because I understand. But it's not a biblical word. It's not a biblical concept. And I think that uh, we've allowed, the people of God have allowed that thinking to permeate what we do. And as though we're cordoned off on Sunday morning and everything else is neutral and uh, you don't want to get involved in evil, but there it is. And the Lord's saying, oh, absolutely not. No, no secular world. All things are spiritual. They're either of the domain of darkness or of the kingdom of light, and that's it. And there's no middle ground. And I thought, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm hearing you. Well, what does that mean? He says, well, you live me every day, everywhere, I, everywhere you go, everything you're doing. I'm involved in and interested in what's happening in Ford, McDonald's, uh, the government, uh, education, whatever it is, uh, I'm the God of all things, and I desire and deserve to be glorified. I have a plan. I, I know business better than anyone else. I understand the economy. I understand medicine. I understand music. I, I know all these things. And if you'll ask me, I'll teach you. And I'm, okay, Lord, I'm hearing you. I said, no, what do I do about this? He said, well, just start talking about it. And so that's what I did. I began teaching it, and there was a, a big rub because this message just really wasn't jiving with the traditional church. People didn't really know what to do with it. Um, they some, some thought, okay, this applies to me, but there were many who said, nah, I'm not interested. And so uh, I've gone through that process, but just remaining uh, faithful and humble as I can and uh, letting God be God and letting him show me, and he's been opening doors, and when he does, I show up and do the next right thing and there it is so and here i am today sitting here talking to you and uh and about ready to talk to a big audience tonight i mean you guys were tomorrow you guys are talking to the kingdom business workshop here in lubbock texas put on by kingdom at work we got dr jack taylor and dr marcus murphy they're in studio with us yes we're at the other end of the table because we just don't we're not even worthy <laughs> it's just mr jim brangenberg and mrs martha brangenberg in here but we're so thrilled to have these guys in here. we're talking the kingdom today and we're talking the kingdom business workshop I want you to get your team and get on a plane next October 16th to 18th and bring your team here to find out what does it look like to bring the kingdom and allow the kingdom to live and to thrive in your organization. You and your team need to come to Lubbock, Texas. But this one sold out October 16th to the 18th. And you guys know we don't highlight just every conference that's out there. And this isn't a conference. This is a workshop. Yeah, so one of the things when um, yesterday we had on Casey Brewer and Rick Beatenbow as they are um, were preparing for the launch of this um, workshop to happen, one of the things they really emphasized was the fact that this is a roll up your sleeves and let's figure out how to apply it where you're going back home to. And so um, that's, you know, Jim and I love that kind of an um, atmosphere because that's what we need. We need to be able to say, okay, I've learned something new. Now what am I going to do with it? Instead of just putting it on a shelf and moving on to the next thing. So Jim, I, I'm hoping that everybody's getting a sense of, you know, that this kingdom at work 
is who put on this workshop. And both of you gentlemen um, really have a, um, a passion for the kingdom and helping people to understand that. And so I'm excited to hear your um, full speech, you know, talk time um, to at this workshop for that very reason so that we can understand even more. So Dr. Jack Taylor, talk to me about, <clears throat> talk to me about how you, how did you get connected? to the Kingdom Business Workshop. What, what, what was your connection and, and why did you come back? Because, you know, it's one thing coming one time, but you came back again. I have a number of spiritual sons across the world. And uh, one of my lead sons uh, lives in Lubbock, ministers in Lubbock, has a great minister to Europe, Africa, 25 nations. Mm. And uh, and he was very close to Rick Beatonbow and the, uh, the business. And now his ministry is housed for the moment here. And uh, I became intrigued when he began to talk about a man who was discovering that that uh, the kingdom, the business world, was tremendously interested in not just being used by the church, but uh, being an entity in itself to minister to the world, business. Mm. What's the purpose of business? And so I was preaching in a, in a workshop uh, in uh, Austria, in the Pitztal Valley, and the leader of this minister was there. Every day we had uh, uh, coffee with Jack at 8 o'clock in the morning. I just, it was Jack unplugged, and <laughs> all I'd Boy. do is talk about the kingdom. I just opened my mouth. I didn't study. I just, uh, and one day I was aware of the presence of God beyond anything I'd, I'd known there. And that day, Rick Beatonbow got it. In hmm. one day, I can't explain that. I don't want to explain it. It's too big to explain. And I've sort of been a part of, uh, of Beatonbow Brothers ever since. Hmm. Uh, Beatonbow and Sons. <clears throat> and uh, that's how I got here. And Marcus, your story is a little bit different, but yet it's similar. You're here local. You're a Lubbock guy. And uh, did you grow up in this area? Or? No, I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Born well, okay, so it's, you're from the south. Just I-10 all the way across. All right, we talk, <laughs> talk about how did you get involved at Beaten Bow Homes? And because now you're an every week fixture, part of this team at Beaten Bow Homes. But how did you get to be, how did that all happen? One thing led to another. Um, when I came here 10 years ago from Louisiana, the Lord had placed in my heart, of course, the kingdom, but unity in particular. And I'd heard about a ministry called Pray Lubbock, and uh, I knew that they were about going beyond traditional walls, denominational walls, all the things that separate us. And I was all in. And as soon as I had an opportunity, I showed up for one of their meetings, and I knew that it was a kingdom uh, group. And uh, through those connections, I uh, became aware of, of Beaten Bow. I uh, had some friends here. Um, short story, I was asked to speak at one of the Jumpstart, which is uh, a weekly devotional time uh, that they provide on company time. That's what's so amazing. I mean, I could sit here and talk about how great this ministry is all day, but uh, on company time, paid time, their employees are encouraged, not forced to, but encouraged to come. And uh, there's a time of Bible study, worship, sharing, whatever may be going on that day. And uh, I was involved in one of those. And uh, there was just a connect with the heart here and the mindset here and was asked back. And one thing led to another, and then it became weekly. 
So every week you come here and on company time, you've got the ability to lead a Bible study. People are welcome to come or not welcome to come, but you become campus pastor. If you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> um, well, what would you call Is that a wrong depiction of what it really looks like? I, just simply a brother showing up and, and being who I am in the Lord and, and uh, walking with uh, other brothers and sisters here uh, doing their thing. I've learned so much from watching uh, this ministry and the individuals here, and I've seen Christ glorified in so many ways. Uh, I really have no business here other than what I'm doing because I don't bring anything to the table. They don't need me for any business models or right. instruction or IT help or anything like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, I watch them and listen and learn mostly. Uh, I've told Rick and Holly and Casey and all these other guys who lead here, uh, I haven't taught you anything you don't already know. Uh, if, if it's if I've articulated it in a way that's helped it crystallize in your mind, that's great. But you guys were already living it when I showed up, that's for sure. And actually, the Lord has used them to help me understand more about the kingdom. So it's been an iron sharpening iron kind of thing. And you're seeing to put it into action every day. When you keep saying this ministry, this ministry, you're talking about beaten bow homes. That's right. So we like to call it a business tree. That's what that's a that's a, that's a that's a new word we're going to we're going to. It was our, our good buddy Chuck Proudfoot out of Cincinnati. He uses that word, but it describes what beaten bow homes really is. Dr. Jack Taylor, you've been preaching a long time, and you've been teaching people about the kingdom a long time. When you see an opportunity to speak into 200 people you're going to get to speak to uh, when you get to do your speech, uh, and, and teach them and open up their eyes to the idea of the kingdom, how fun is that for you, and what are some of the things you're going to hit on today? <laughs> it's absolutely fun. It's more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Um, <laughs> I always found monkeys to be very frustrating, so I'm glad it's And really a little scary. That. A little scary, yeah. yeah. Monkeys are kind of freaky, but yeah. Well, it's fun. Yes. Um, I, I'll start today by just simply debunking a myth, and that is the myth of ownership. Mm. And uh, we, uh, we have a world taken over by the myth of ownership. We've taken ownership of the things of God, we think. And we think since we have hold of a lot of stuff that we know how to run it. Don't consult with the one who made it, knew why he made it, how he made it, how it works the best. We've disregarded that and built a system. And we're in a big mess. You've noticed. I, yeah, I noticed the other day. I got a hint. Um, and uh, the only thing that's going to get us out of it is the truth. The truth will make you free. The truth is what is. It is existentialism. It, is, it exists now. And that is the rule of God. We preach the gospel of salvation a whole lot. We haven't hardly touched the gospel of the kingdom. That's not another gospel. That's the rest of the first part of the gospel. And when that is preached, people begin to get a sense of purpose. Mm. We treat the convert as one we just finished with. Now get in the church and do your best and pay your tithe and help us fulfill our vision. And uh, when I hear a pastor speak like uh, this man has, uh, I, I just I get high. I could, so high I could go duck hunting with a rake. I, uh, <laughs> this, uh, he's got it. And he's telling his people, listen, salvation as we know it is not the, 
is not the end. If it is, it's the front end. There is life with God in the kingdom under the rule of God. And that'll be the nature of my message. And, and uh, um, we, need to, we need to get over believing that we know how to run a business that was made for God. And uh, he knows all about it. We know nothing about it. Mm. Ownership versus stewardship. One of those things I, that I, every I, Christ follower needs to... wrote those two words this yeah. morning. Oh. Down. Yeah, it's so it's, powerful. It's ownership versus, versus stewardship. Yeah. And, and, and reading, you know, but it should be called... And we, a lot of times we call, we're, we're guilty of calling the Bible the owner's manual. But it's really the stewardship manual. Absolutely. But, but, but I'm guilty. But we don't read either anyway. So, I mean, it, it's the... the uh, you know, when you buy a, a piece of machinery, how many of us men actually read the owner's manual? But it really would be a great thing. If you want to be a good steward of what you've just spent $50,000 on, you're driving down the road, maybe you should read the stewardship manual. I think it'd be a great thing. I just want to clarify what you said. You said we don't read it. What you meant is, in general, there are a lot of people not, a Christ reading, followers not the reading the scriptures. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. All right, when we come back, I really want to dig deep into the idea of the kingdom. What does it look like? Marcus, what does it look like on a weekly basis as you preach in your church? Jack, as you're talking to people across the globe, what does that look like? How are you, how you help? All of our listeners need to understand better. What is the kingdom? What is that? How does it impact what they do at work? What is it? And what are we talking about here at the Kingdom Business Workshop in Lubbock, Texas this week and coming up in October? Check it out online, kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. If you've just wondered, how do we do this? You've heard us interview Rick and Holly Beatenbow several times. You've heard us interview people from across the country who are living out the kingdom in their workplaces. But I got to tell you, one of the greatest places we've ever experienced is just walking through the doors of Beatenbow Homes on a waffle wednesday last november it was like going to church and not that they're not a very they're an extraordinarily successful home builder they build residential homes a thousand of them a year but the people that work here i can't wait for you to hear tomorrow's interview the people that work here they love coming to work every day because they are valued as people and the work that they do is valued and that's the kingdom i want you to experience that in your workplace Find out more about the Kingdom Business Workshop online, kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. All right, Martha and I have in studio Dr. Jack Taylor and Dr. Marcus Murphy. These guys, they've willing to reduce themselves to be on the show today. Now they're not talking. I'm just being funny. This is the doctor thing just intimidates me. All right, so. You're a mister. I am just a mister. That's right. I'm just off by one letter. Yeah. Just, no. <laughs> These guys talk about the kingdom each and every day. And I want this, this segment to be really practical, guys. So, Marcus, let's start with you. You're a pastor of a local church. Why don't you give a plug out to your church? Uh, well, Oakwood Baptist Church. But we're actually in the process right now of merging with another fellowship. We're, mm-hmm. we're largely Anglo, and we're merging with largely Latino fellowship. <laughs> Fantastic. And we're becoming one. And uh, so... Uh, I give that name loosely, uh, likely to change, but God is doing a great work. He's reversing the curse. Uh, You know, in the Baptist tradition, we create ways to divide ourselves. We're very good at that. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, tragically amazing. But uh, as we're following the Lord, he can't help but bring us together. Ephesians 4 talks about maintaining the unity. We don't create it. It's already there. So if we're open to the Lord and walking with him, then unity is going to follow. It, it's it's going to happen. So that's my little thing about what's happening with our All right. Plan. So uh, you're going through this merger. I can't wait to hear about this six months from now because I know that it's, there's, there's, it'll be awesome and exciting and very impactful in the community as they see two unlike churches coming together to form one uni- unified body of Christ. That'll be cool. 
But on a on a weekly basis, as you t- are you the main teaching pastor at your church? I am. So as you teach and equip the people that that attend your services, how do you equip them to understand that their workplace is a mission field, that their work is a calling, that the work that they do, the job that they hold, the people that they work with, none of that is by chance. How do you incorporate that in in the teaching that you do? Well, it gets back to my statement earlier about no secular world. And I I don't want to try to force that down people's throats, Mm -hmm. but I continue to speak it so that we can grasp it. If we will truly grasp that truth, we realize that uh, all things are spiritual. And so I'll wake up on Monday morning, if I'm an accountant, if I'm a fireman, a teacher, whatever it is, uh, Christ is no less present in any circumstance I find myself and he is has purposes in everything we do. So what are your gifts? What what interests you? Those are things Christ has given you. Those are abilities that he gave you. So follow those. And in that, he's going to show you uh, how he wants to reveal himself. And he'll give you strategies, ideas. Uh, you're, but you're just simply living Christ wherever you are and, and letting him be God. And it's amazing how freeing that is because there's no pressure on that. Uh, As I shared, I I just keep showing up. That's all I do. I show up every day. And uh, whatever God's doing that day, by his grace, he clues me in on it. And he gives me an understanding that I can grasp. And then I just act on that. You know, so it, it's so you're so kind in saying, you know, I don't want to like push this whole idea of no secular world down people's throat. But you know what? For for hundreds of years, we've been taught this secular, sacred, secular divide without really knowing it. And mm-hmm. so there is a lot of unlearning that, that needs to happen. And I know, Jim, in my prayer is that there will be a generation in the future that doesn't have to learn how to integrate their life, that they grow up understanding that Christ saved all of us in all of our 24 seven is what I mean. So, you know, a lot of us, we think, well, we have this little life over here and then we have everything else, but truly he redeemed our whole life. And so having that conversation, I love that you keep on bringing it up and, and keep doing it. And, and you have such a a nice way about you. I don't think anybody's going to feel like they're cramming it down their throat, but we hope our listeners are learning that a little bit at a time that, that there's, there's no division that God created them to do something for him and his kingdom. Marcus, one last question. We're going to go to Dr. Taylor. You, you get to come here on a weekly basis to beat and bow homes here in Lubbock, Texas. Do you get to go visit other, you know, other people that are members of your church? Do you get to go visit their businesses as well and, 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 and work with them? Not in their business setting, uh, not like this, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly uh, discuss uh, personal issues or, or things that are going on in their in their business, their lives, and applying it. Uh, this is special and unique. I hope that it becomes less unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this becomes more common. Uh, but this is a non-religious spiritual environment. That's what it is, and that's the beauty behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, there's just a freedom here, and uh, it, it's kingdom. It's kingdom happening here. And I would say this, if I may, just as a point of analogy. When we study American history, we're a nation of immigrants. And uh, when we talk about and you see the pictures of people coming to Ellis Island, well, think of it in this term. Uh, everybody who came to the United States and landed at Ellis Island, they came here for a reason, a purpose. And it was to uh, find land, to find territory, uh, to uh, become established, to do something, uh, to grow, to increase, to bless. That's the whole purpose. And what if they came to Ellis Island and all they did was wander around and look at the Statue of Liberty and say, isn't that great? (laughs) 
Oh, this is wonderful. I'm, I'm, and that's really effectively, I believe, what we do in the church today is that we're just, we land in Ellis Island, that's entering the kingdom through salvation, and we're wandering around the Statue of Liberty singing praises to it, saying, isn't this wonderful? And that's all we do. But they didn't do that. They, they left Ellis Island. They left the entrance place. They went to Texas. They went to Vermont. They went to California. They dug for gold. They planted crops. They raised uh, whatever and started businesses. And that's what the kingdom looks like. Well, you're sitting here in West Texas. Not only did they do all that, but they started in Ellis Island, and they emigrated, and they traveled by horse and buggy across the country. And you know how bleak it gets west of here, and it gets more and more and more bleak. And they made it all the way to the Pacific, and I still don't get why they kept going because it just gets rough. But it's so true. What you're saying is so true. All right, Dr. Jack Taylor, question for you. Let's make this kingdom conversation practical. As we're talking about the kingdom business workshop, as we're talking about things that people can learn and experience by coming here to Lubbock, Texas, to be part of what Kingdom at Work is hosting. And yes, you can find about it online, kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Let's make this practical. Let's take what Marcus has just said. And Jack, let's make this practical. Everybody listening today is going, the kingdom, the kingdom. I've heard Jim and Martha talk about the kingdom before, but ah, help me get it. Wow. You led with your chin. Mm. Love it. The kingdom is not something you see. It's something you sense. That doesn't rob it of its reality because you can't see it. Reality is based not on tangibility or visibility, but on something that is permanent, purposeful, and relevant. If we're not doing something that's relevant, that's not reality. So the kingdom is reality. And the reality is that God rules everywhere, all the time, in everybody. And he's ruling over if they're responding. Uh, if they're not responding, God rules. So your practicum has to be preceded by a preamble that the kingdom is a reality, though you can't see it. And that reality is the rule of God over everything, everywhere, for all time and eternity. Okay. So let's take that, and I'm alignment. I run power lines. I run cable lines. What does that look like for me? First of all, getting your life in line with this. I belong to God for God's purposes. If I'm doing line work, if I'm digging ditches, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it in in cooperation with, better still, stewardship with God in his eternal purpose to bring a family together who will rule over the universe with him. And in the process, uh, we're in training for reigning as we learn about the kingdom. So first of all, getting our lives in line. This is what this pastor confesses to. I discovered something that changed my life. It gave me a sense of integration. It gave me a sense of, of practice, what I can do every day. I wake up in the morning and, and listen to God. I do as I'm told. Somebody else had this idea too. Jesus said, I just watch God and, and do, what he, do what he did. I just listen to God and say what he said. Pretty good rule. Worked for him. It ought to work for us. It's disgustingly practical. If we're looking for something complicated, we'll worry ourselves to death. So it's saying, God, I'm checking in. You rule, I don't. You're God, I'm not. So help yourself to me and make something out of me. 
that you can be proud of, of calling me a son. When you see somebody grasp even just the tiniest seed of understanding the kingdom, and you see them the before and the after, you know, when they actually get that they're part of the kingdom each and every day, how, how does it impact their lives? <laughs> it's like I've, I've never been drunk, but it's like I guess getting drunk. It, it's, wow, this is a new world. Why am I thinking like this? I don't know this person that's come to live in me. And and I, I began to think differently. I began to act differently. My my words affect differently. Me, I'm, for me, I wake up in the morning before I completely wake up and sort of read the back of my eyelids and I get something from God every day that is practical for that day. And, uh, you know, we talk about upward mobility. The kingdom is the only eternal upward mobility there is. Hmm. You can walk through. I, I've, I've presided over the death of two wives. I've held their faces in my hands and watched them die. Experience the presence of this God who rules the universe and rules death and life and hereafter and here and and everything has continued to move upward. The greatest thing about the kingdom, when I'm thinking about it, there'll be 40 more tomorrow, but uh, the kingdom grows eternally. Mm. It'll never cease to grow. It's fantastic. Love it here. Yes. So um, one of the things that I, if we have piqued people's interest at all about this um, workshop that we are attending now and they want to learn more about it, I do know that Kingdom at Work's Facebook page is going to stream live just the first session, which is Rick Beatenbow's session. So if that is something that our listeners want to um, go and like Kingdom at Work on Facebook, and then they can watch it. Um, I believe that would be 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Central. We're in Central, right? We are in Central. Okay, we're in the center. In the <laughs> I always have to think about that. Western so I just want to encourage people, if they can, and I, you know, Facebook Live, you can always go watch it later if this is later in the day when you get a chance to do it. But I just thought I would throw that out there because that might give people an opportunity to see firsthand, get a little peek into what they would be seeing in October when they register and attend. Kingdomatwork.com. We believe they're going to do that. Kingdomatwork.com. So today we're kicking off this um, workshop. And so we wanted to hear a little bit just to let our listeners know what each of you is going to be speaking about. So Dr. Jack Taylor, you are speaking this afternoon. So let's start there and then we'll go to Often, Often God hijacks my intentions. <laughs> I can imagine. And but I, that's, I came that's to good. say, hey, where shall I start? Uh-huh. And uh, you, a beginning is a good place to start. So we need to draw some assumptions because we've, uh, we've been victimized by a lot of myths. One of them is the myth of ownership. Mm-hmm. God has stated over and over again in every way he can. Uh, he probably could think of some others, but... I rule this outfit. I made this outfit. I sustain this outfit. I know how it works. If you'll join me, we'll do something about the mess it's gotten itself in by not paying proper attention to me. So that's what I'm dealing with. And we'll wind up, as I generally do personally, where are you right now as a person? Have you joined? Have you said yes to the kingdom? How it came to begin with is how it comes now. It came when God spoke to an old man who had prayed for a child along with his wife for years 
And uh, he get, didn't get what he prayed for. Probably hadn't prayed in 30 years, 40 years. And when the angel got through with him, he said, I'm in. Mm. And lost his voice. And uh, But he's in. Um, she had to get in because she became pregnant, probably at 85. You're talking about John the Baptist's parents. I'm talking parents. about John the Baptist's parents. And uh, somebody said in. How will the kingdom come today? Same way it came then. Mary, probably 14 years old. And and this, if you can read the story without snickering or saying, yeah, right. Uh, if you can read it and, and uh, normally, you, you haven't read it. But anyway, you're going to get pregnant, have a baby. It's going to be, he's going to be the presence of God in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, she said, Oh, I think that's so nice. None of that. She said, what? I'm not even married. But when he said, and she said, how? He said, nothing is impossible with God. That's not what he said. What he said was, no, nothing from God is without, no word from God is without power. If God said you're going to be pregnant, honey, you don't need a man in the same county. God made her pregnant. She said yes to it. Oh, by the way, her response was, be it unto me as you have said. Are you ready to do that about your life? Mm -hmm. That's how the kingdom comes in you. That's how the kingdom came in this man's church. Mm -hmm. He said yes to the kingdom. Yes to the king. Yes to the kingdom. And said, I'll seek it every day of my life. <laughs> That's... What happens? That's what you get to talk about tonight. I love that. Marcus, sure. Dr. Marcus Murphy, talk about how, how when you start to talk tomorrow to the Kingdom Business Workshop right here in Lubbock, Texas, what, what, what do you get to say? What do you get to talk about? Well, I title it Kingdom Assigned, and I'm borrowing from Yeshua's words, Christ's words about I've assigned, as my Father's assigned to me, I'm assigning to you a kingdom. And he's talking to his followers, and so he's talking beyond salvation. He's talking beyond Ellis Island. You're, you're beyond citizenship here. There's something I'm wanting to accomplish, and I'm going to accomplish it. Again, we have to get back to our word church. Well, what is that? Well, we actually borrowed it. Christians borrowed it. Christ borrowed it from the Greeks. Uh, it's the word ekklesia, and it means a body of free citizens called together by a herald or ruler to affect the, the matters of state. And that word was brought into what Christ was doing in the earth. He's saying, the matter of state is my kingdom. And I'm, I'm calling you to rule and reign with me wherever I've placed you, whether it's an accountant or a principal or a musician, uh, giving all of that over to me. I like something that uh, Lance Wallnow said one time, and uh, he has a ministry here in Texas, and I heard him speak uh, several years ago. And he said, when the church starts solving problems for the world, the world will start listening to the church. <laughs> he meant say that again slower. <laughs> when the church starts solving problems for the world, the world will start listening to the church. We've got to go beyond the gospel of salvation only. Christ didn't come to save us from hell. That Yes, that's a, a benefit, but that's not the purpose. He came to save us into something. And that, first of all, is relationship with his Father in him by Holy Spirit, but also to restore what the original Adam and Eve lost. 
And so that is dominion over all things. And God is interested in all things. He's interested in your business. He's interested in your family. He's interested in music. He's interested in education. And if you have a business, if you'll just simply wake up every morning, my prayer partner in Louisiana is no longer with us. He uh, had a small business there uh, in the town where I was ministering. And he got up every morning, was in his store at, by 5 o'clock, and he was walking the store praying over everyone who would come in the store that day. And what what Abba wanted to do, and he was a businessman, and yes, he wants to make a profit, and profit is not an, an evil word in the kingdom of God. Actually, it's expected by God, but he saw his business as a way to connect the kingdom to everybody who drove up off the interstate, the locals, whatever. He got it. He understood it, and God used him to bless many lives, and if you'll just simply ask Holy Spirit, he knows your business better than you do. He knows whatever, because he's called you into it, and if you'll just simply wake each day and say okay lord what are you doing today and whatever you you have if it's a challenge ask the lord lord what do we do about this he's got a solution and he will in his way in his time give it to you lord where do you want to go with this what do you want us to buy this land do you want us to purchase that building he's interested in all of it he has a plan and he will blow your mind if you'll allow him to have control well those are some exciting little touches on what we're going to be hearing at greater length. And I'm very thankful for both of you for being obedient and coming and being able to share that with a larger group. Let's just read that line again. When the church starts solving the problems of the world, then the world will start listening to the church. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. That is so cool. All right. So last year, you guys both spoke at the Kingdom Business Workshop. I am sure you had the opportunity to have lots of conversations with people after you spoke. Did you get any follow-up from people? Maybe, Jack, you start first. Did, did you have anybody that talked to you afterwards that then followed up with you and said, I did what you said to do, and this is what it looks like? Have you, have you heard from anybody? Never. Okay, so we got to fix that this year. Tell people, hey, let me know what's going on. Let me know if you're actually listening to what I'm saying. Well, Marcus, maybe what? they'll encounter it now because I'm a lot talk- of people have come yeah. back. A lot of people are coming back yeah. with yeah. their teams this yeah. time. I'm, I'm talking, really, I'm, I'm, I thought you were asking did they come back at you with a problem on the message? No. I, oh, I, no, I'm talking about uh, yeah. did they hear what you said and said, here's yeah, what it's looked I'm, like as I'm implementing. I'm hearing that all the time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Marcus, what about you? Well, my, my sample basically is, is here at Beaten Bow and Cornerstone sure. and just what I'm, I'm seeing and hearing in that. And there's been certainly a lot of affirmation. Uh, but uh, I'm just so thankful to be a part of what God's doing here, and it's certainly been an affirmation to me. And, and the Lord is saying, keep going. Uh, honestly, if if he hadn't opened this door for me, uh, this still might be theory for me. Mm. Uh, it but really, you've seen it in action every exactly. day. I mean, I believed it before I got here, but I hadn't actually seen it really in Good play. Point. Dr. Jack Taylor, you got a book you wanted to make sure that we brought up today. So why don't you highlight your book really quick for us? Well, I've been studying the kingdom for probably 25 years, but... I knew I would write a book, so I committed myself to writing a book. I I sought for a title, and the title wound up a a definition of the kingdom. I called it Cosmic Initiative. It was launched before time began. We're living out God's dream, God's purpose for the world. And it's just a sort of a primer on the kingdom, and uh, written to leave the believer practicing seeking the kingdom daily in order to find that the God of heaven adds to life in order everything to make it complete. 
Do you guys think a, a company's investment in the Kingdom Business Workshop is a worthwhile investment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you imagine them spending their money any better way? Nope. All right. So no. make sure that they, they got to sign up. Kingdomatwork.com. Kingdomatwork.com. Dr. Jack Taylor, Dr. Marcus Murphy, thank you guys for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. Bless you all. Great conversation. Great conversation. Bless all right, Martha, another day in Lubbock, Texas. Yes. Another great guest. Tomorrow we got some more guests. Get, I just hope people are getting the idea they need to check out the Kingdom Business Workshop. Yeah, I know there's a lot to learn every day. Make sure you check it out online, kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. You've been listening to the I Work Frame radio show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.